Well, hello and welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. I am Julian Guderlei, and this is Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, where you get to hear the stories and insights from entrepreneurs, social change makers, and artists displaying how each and everyone's uniqueness makes this planet worth living on. For more, check out blueplanet-greenplanet.com. Today with me is Wendy Burton, CEO and founder of World Tree. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you very much, Julian. Well, let's kick this off with this. Wendy, how do you get into the zone and into your flow state? How do you wake up? What, how, how is your routine, your process? Okay. Um, my process actually involves two little cocker spaniels <laughs> that make sure that I get up early enough every morning. And... Um, uh, normally after I get up and, and the dogs have gone out and done their business and that, I sit there, have my um, uh, tea, and I, I sort of visualize my day. Although having said that, uh, what I've just started recently doing is I've, I've decided to up my, um, my commune with nature. Some people go do yoga in the morning. I have decided to go. Um, hike in a park and be in the forest. I get a lot out of it. I just how you do your yoga and what comes to you when I get to commune with the trees and take my dogs for a walk. So I'm on day five of that. Nice. So my routine has literally changed. And I'm really enjoying it. You so you increase the forest time. Yes, increase the forest. That's time. first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, and then I come back and have my tea, visualize what the rest of my day is going to look. Peek at my emails just to see, you know, on my phone what I have to manage during the day. A forest before emails. Forest before emails. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, that's a trend that I think is picking up a lot with people is don't look at your emails first thing in the morning. Oh, and I also can't look at my emails before I go to bed at night. Worst thing I could possibly do. So there's a certain time at night I go, okay, I'm not looking because I will um, all night long in my sleep be drafting emails, replies and stuff like that and I don't get any sleep. <laughs> right. Well, talking about emails, Wendy, um, tell us a little bit more about World Tree. What are you what are you working towards? Um, oh, by the way, most favorite subject. Um, absolutely passionate about World Tree and our carbon offset program. Uh, we have created a program where individuals actually get to offset their personal carbon footprint for life wow. by um, us on your behalf planting the fastest growing hardwood tree in the world. And it's called the Empress Blender. It is truly, I think, the tree of life. And this tree grows to hardwood maturity in less than 10 years. And it also captures 11 times more carbon than any other tree. Awesome. Yeah, so um, in 10 years when those trees are harvested, you as the carbon offsetter, the investor, you get 25% of the... Um, the revenue, um, and the farmer, quite frankly, who does all the work, he deserves the 50%, and World Tree for managing the whole investment, we get 25%. So it's an opportunity for everybody to share. It's a win-win. By moving towards a plantation-based timber, we actually get to help also stop the destruction of old growth forests. We get to help restore the lungs of Mother Earth and create wealth for individuals that want to care for their planet and their negative impact on the environment. Like, wow. That's it in a nutshell. And we are RSP and TSFA eligible. 
Just for those people who don't know those acronyms. Are. Yes, RSP is a Registered Retirement Savings Plan, mm -hmm. and the TSFA is a Tax-Free Savings Account. Right. And um, so if you're interested in those when you phone the office, um, Angela, who's my chief investment officer, she walks you through the whole process. Um, and you can actually go up online as well. I know a lot of our um, millennial investors, they prefer not to have to go through any broker or do any, um, have anybody tell them how their investments want to work. So you can actually go up on the Front Funder <laughs> website, and uh, which is on our website. Front Funder. Front funder, and you can actually um, invest right online and do it all yourself. Wow. So I often ask people, how is your work benefiting the world? In this case, it, it seems like it's quite obvious, but maybe tell us a little bit more about how how it came to be. Like, how did you... How did you create this organization and what's what's been going through your mind? Okay. Um, I had um, probably about 23 years ago, I was introduced to a tree and I had what Oprah would probably call an aha moment. And the minute this person shared this tree with me, I just like, I literally fell in love with the tree. And there's a joke in the company right now um, that we all tease. We're not sure if I found the tree or the tree found me. <laughs> but we've actually been together now for 23 years. And like any relationship, we've had our ups and downs. <laughs> but we've stuck it out. And um, it actually had a lot to do, Julian, with, um, you know, so I started World Tree 15 years ago. It took me seven years, just so you know, to get the courage to live outside the box and just go, I can do this. Nice. And um, so I then did all my research and everything about the tree, started World Tree 15 years ago. And over those the first several years, I was just a tree selling company. But in the process, I discovered that uh, climate change is something very, very real. And it's something that's affecting more than anybody, our farmers around the world. You know, I've often said that our farmers are the ones who've lovingly put food on the, the table, yet they're the ones who are starving. And so to give them a crop that they can actually get wealthy on um, really spoke to me dearly because dealing with these farmers over the last couple of years, they've said, Wendy, we're losing the farm. We've had record rainfall. We've had record drought. We've lost everything to fire. It's, it's just really prevalent that that's what's happening in our world. So sometimes I think when we're so passionate about something, we can't see the forest for the trees, which is the case for me with World Tree. So I brought in an outside um, marketing company to take a look at how we could um, do better in the world with a product that really, quite frankly, is, I think, uh, a powerful solution to the negative carbon footprint on the planet. And they helped me create our COP which stands for Carbon Offset Program. And when we launched this Carbon Offset Program in 2015, May of 2015, we actually sold enough COPs that we got to offset Victoria's entire carbon footprint for one year. Wow. And that told us that... Um, you know, that the people are embracing this. They like the idea. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, um, because of climate change, we have to change our lifestyle. Of course, it's good that we do, 
but if we can give people an opportunity to offset their carbon footprint without it being painful, because people associate change with pain. So, um, and you know what's great about, you know, the island here is that um, the North American carbon footprint for an individual is 22 metric tons. And Vancouver Island actually is 16 on average metric tons. Yes. So, um, it just means that here on the island, we compost, we recycle, we ride our bikes. We, we do more things as a community to actually look after the environment. But the rest of the world doesn't live as healthy as we do here on the island. So um, um, it's time to be able to bring them something that they can actually feel good about it. And that's what I love about the project and how it sort of evolved. Wow. Thanks for giving us a little bit more of a background to that. Um, so, who who is a, a normal investor for you? Is it individuals? You were saying there are millennials investing. Is it companies? Is it is it the government? Who um, who kind of has the awareness to say, you know what? I'm going to put my money away for ten years. And I'm going to invest in the trees that offset my carbon footprint. Um, it's interesting. When we first launched the carbon offset program, we were going to target um, uh, companies and corporations who are negatively impacting the environment to help them be socially responsible for what they're doing. And and um, the minute we, we launched it, um, I sent out, you know, the new website, the brochure to all of our investors. And I got inundated by phone calls by individuals. Mainly the first group of people were um, uh, late 40s, early 50s. And they were just like, this is... This is brilliant. And one of the things, you know, they said, this, well, I'm not a company or a corporation. I'm an individual. Can I participate? I'm like, I don't, I think you should be able to, <laughs> I don't. And then that's when we discovered, because what they were saying is that they hadn't, the baby boomers have not planned for their retirement. They they said, like, you know, in a, I'm 50 years old. In 10 years, I'm going to be 60, and I don't know how I'm going to retire. 50 showed up a lot sooner than they had anticipated. So then we realized that's, that is who we maybe need to take a look at because the return on investment um, in 10 years has the potential to be substantial. So people are like, okay, I want to buy one, two, three, four. Not only are they offsetting their carbon footprint, but they're also offsetting their friends and their families and their neighbors just by them participating. And then the more it got out there, then it was the, the millennials that say, hey, you know what? Um, we grew up in a society where everybody gets a trophy no matter what you do, right? And and so that has an energy of nobody gets left behind. And so they're like, I like the idea that I get to choose where my money goes. And like what Joel Solomon says um, in his book, which I, I absolutely love, is that where you your money has your name on it, and it's where you put your money that gets to make a difference, and millennials have that mindset. And although having said that, our youngest investor is 15 years old. So at the age of 25, she's going to have a pretty good down payment on a house or her college education or whatever it is that she wants to do. So it's, it's, it's for everybody. It's blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's absolutely 
fascinating. So where where does this Empress blender, where does this like hardwood tree actually grow? Um, I can share with you that it grows in zone 7 to 11, but not everybody knows that. So having said that, you're on Vancouver Island, and in fact, we just planted 20 acres up in Cedar, which is south of Nanaimo. Um, so Vancouver Island, and if you'd like to actually go touch an Empress tree right now, if you were to go stand in front of the legislative building, facing the front door, and to your left, you're going to see a big tree that has a black wrought iron fence around it. That's an Empress ornamental tree. I'm going to make sure to touch that tree on my way. Okay, good. On my way to, to the next place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, there's, and, and so in the United States, we're talking Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, Florida, Oregon, California. Um, we are doing um, plantations in Costa Rica. You, we're sitting here in a coffee shop right now, you and I, and enjoying. I see you've got a you've got a coffee. I'm doing a chai chai tea, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, the best coffee coffee in the world is shade grown. And the coffee bean farmers in Costa Rica, uh, we have now partnered with them and they're actually planting empress trees in the rows of the coffee beans. And it's just such beautiful synergy together because the, the coffee actually um, requires the shade that the trees provide and the trees actually provide lots of proteins and nutrients in the soil. And the farmers actually get another revenue stream from when the tree is harvested. Wow. It seems like there are, there's a chain of benefits that kind of touch everyone along the way. And you mentioned the word win-win, and um, let me take it one step further. It sounds like it's it's a triple win. Yes, it it's is. It's a win-win-win, win for the person who's investing, a win for the company that has um, created that, and also a win basically for society or the planet. Absolutely, yes. And it's a win for the farmers and um, a win for the old growth forest, these beautiful trees that I walk in every day. I, you know, it's just like, I walk, it's so funny because I was walking with um, a, a girlfriend the other day and I was like, and we get to save that one and we get to save that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it feels good. Wow. Well, let's, let's switch it up here a, a little bit. I, I think we've heard quite a bit about the, um, the change that your, your help facilitated in the world. If you were a superhero, what what is your superpower? Oh wow, wow! What is my superpower? Um, well, let me see. I know when I was little growing up, I absolutely um, loved being um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> like she was my superhero. And, and played Wonder Woman, and and I got to have an opportunity once to meet Linda Carter. And sometimes people have shared with me, I slightly look like her if they squint their eyes. <laughs> um, and my superpower would be um, a Mother Nature type superpower where um, I get the opportunity to make sure that the sun shines, the rain rains and um, that everybody collectively gets to be um, supported by Mother Nature and what she has to offer. Is that a superpower? I don't well, know. Cer certainly it is. <laughs> I, I like the, um, the visual of Wonder Woman right here. I can see that. Um, yeah, I think it, Mother Nature is a superpower and a super force in itself, right? Yeah. What I hear between the lines is a form of, of, of acceptance and gratitude for, mm -hmm. for all that is because 
very often I feel like in this world we, and I, I can relate to that myself, we, we, we find so many reasons of what's not working yet, what's not perfect yet. Yeah. While if we just stand still and look around, there's a lot that is in pure perfection, like Absolutely. the rain and the sun and the winds and us rotating around the sun, right? Yes, exactly. When you sit down and look at it, it's pretty awesome. Every day. Every day. Without us doing a lot about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do this. Did you plan on what you're experiencing right now? Or how did you get there? Like, you, you mentioned you met a tree. Yeah. But tell us a little bit more about your life journey. Did you visualize your way there? Or, or was it a lot of synchronicity and serendipity? Oh, no. I totally visualized it. And, um, and I actually do my own visualization every single day. Um, yes, um, I, I wrote it down. I, I had my vision board. Um, I journal and I love to journal. I think that's really important for everybody. Tony, um, Tony Robbins once said to me, uh, Wendy, if your life is worth living, it's worth recording. And for some reason that really, really stuck with me. So I have now a ton of, of um, journals that I love to go back on and to see how that whole process started. And it really has, um, it, it's had an impact on me in moving forward all the time. And by the way, there are, there's been some really, really hard knocks along the way. You know, when I first started World Tree, you know, we were given a check for $3 million, which is really exciting. You know, uh, when I started it, it was just after 9-11 and nobody was investing in anything. And I managed to find, you know, this opportunity and I was given a check for $3 million. And there's nothing more exciting than phoning your team and saying, we just got a check for $3 million. The worst thing that can possibly happen, by the way, is the check bounced. And that's a really hard call. <laughs> so you go from really to, to like, oh my goodness, the check bounced and we, we're not going to get the money to do this. And, um, and it's just how you just keep going and keep going and failure is not an option. And you just keep visualizing that this is what you're supposed to be doing it. I know in my soul and in my heart that I wouldn't want to do anything else. And even though sometimes I didn't know the direction, the direction eventually showed up. Like it's like this path that you go on and you may take this path to the right that you think, oh, my God says, no, I should have gone to the left. You're still going to get to where you're going, but it just may be a little harder. <laughs> I get it. So that's, that's fascinating that you say, like, yes, I absolutely visualize it. So deliberate creation mm -hmm. in, 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 in the making here. Mm -hmm. um, but it does look different than you expected. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have never been attached to how I'm going to get there. Okay. But the vision is like, I literally see myself flying over thousands and thousands and thousands of acres yeah. of empress trees. And I see myself, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just saying every time, uh, and just going, Oh my God, I did it. Like I see that. I don't know how sometimes I'm going to get there, but it just shows up daily. And it's like, yep, I know this is right. And this is right. And then before you know it, I'm on my way. So it's the end. 
Yeah, now I get goosebumps. That's 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 crazy. That's well, that's crazy is maybe a reaction that we we use in a society, but it it, it mm-hmm. sounds delicious to me. It sounds the way that it's actually supposed to be. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the new normal. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it is. Is that um, we are taught that we're supposed to have a plan. Okay, this is the plan. This is what it's supposed to be, and then you got to follow the plan. You work. You get two point five weeks a year. Like we have this plan, and I don't necessarily know that I believe in it. When you're going to be an entrepreneur, yeah. Sometimes it, you know, there's that old joke: you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> it's just the way um, it, it goes. Have the end in sight, but be open to how you get there. I love that. I love that. And it sounds like have the end in sight. For you, there was a moment when you surrendered or arrived in purpose really clearly. And yes. um, Peter Diamandis, is the founder of Singularity University and Enterprise. He speaks about MTP, Massively Transformational Purpose. Yes. Something that's unique to you. Yes. And what you're sharing here is, is it, that's a really big MTP. It's very, <laughs> it's very massive. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very transformative for the world. And yeah. so how did that, that feeling and the sense of this arrive for you? Um, it's sort of like, um, it, it was something, Julian, that I think that happened, and I, I did it at a powerhouse talk once, is that as a child, I was always in love with trees. And I remember as a little girl um, standing at the edge of the road and um, bawling my eyes out, and my mom came out to ask what, what was the matter. And just at that time, a great big logging truck drove by, and I was like, they're killing all the trees. And she goes, oh, no, they aren't, honey. Those trees aren't alive. And I was like, yes, they are. I was just mortified. So as a child, I always knew that I was connected to trees. It's just, it was like I would hug trees. I would talk to trees. Um, And so when I was first introduced to the Empress tree, um, I literally had, as I said earlier, I had an an Oprah aha moment. And I also discovered, um, you know, you could have the best widget gadget product in the world, but unless you take it to market um, with integrity, it will die on the vine. No pun intended. But you really, and so there was that feeling of, I know, like I know, like I know, this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew that I had to do it. So it was, it was just, it was. Just, yeah. It was in me. I just knew it. Well, it was in you as a, a child already. Yeah. You were, mm-hmm. you were brought up in a world where trees weren't alive. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's a lot of people still kind of going along those lines these days, but I, mm-hmm. I think um, it's settled in, in a lot of people's hearts, minds, and souls that yeah. this world is entirely alive and, yes. and everything around us is alive with us. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, all, it's the conscious mind thinking. People are now starting to realize that um, you know, everything is alive. We're all connected. Yeah. You know, in in one way, shape, it, well, just everything is. And so, it's it's the way we are evolving. And that's why I think now we're waking up to the fact that you know we've been living on this planet, and Mother Earth and Father Time have come home, and they've said you need to clean up your room. <laughs> you know, you need to be responsible for what we're doing. And now we're going. Okay, yeah, we need to do something. 
Well, let me ask you this. We need to do something, you said. What if tomorrow, for a fact, you had $13.7 billion? What would you do? I would give everybody on the planet a tree to go plant. <laughs> That's what I would do. Let's go. We, we actually, we need to just plant trees. That's the long and the short of it. So to have that kind of money to um, give everybody 10 trees, 20 trees, just go plant 20 trees wherever you can plant them. Plant. And if we did that, we would really make a huge difference in the world. Wow. So, so you'd, you'd, you'd make everyone plant their own tree as well. I would. Okay, okay we give them money so that they could afford to plant their own tree. Right. That's, that's a fascinating image yeah. to see. Seven billion people walk, dig a hole and plant their own tree. I mean, yes. that's probably going to connect the, yeah. the last one of us. Who's... And you know what's really great, though? It's even for the children here. Empress trees grow up to 20 feet tall in their first year. So if you remember when you were little and you had the Jack and the Beanstalk storybook, this is like having, by the way, your very own Jack and the Beanstalk. You actually get to plant it, stand back, and watch it grow. It is fascinating. It's fun. And if we could, if we could um, educate the world on how important trees are, um, everybody would go plant a tree. Right. Well, Wendy, you're obviously a busy person. How do you prioritize family and? friends and, and work like how does that how does it align for balance in the world oh that you know what um that's a uh, that can be a tough one because especially when you've got um an emerging company like we have right now um family time gets less and less i am blessed that both of my grown sons work for world tree so at least i get to see them on a, a daily basis um but um, you really, you know what, There's, you just have to be strong about it and say, you know, I'm scheduling in family time because this is important to me. Um, and, you know, Sundays, I never talk um, um, business on Sundays. That's family day. Yeah, so I may get tons of text messages or emails. Ain't going to happen on a Sunday. Right, so one day a week yeah. you're just and if, completely... And, and if, if, if my Sunday, it just happens that I have to, then everybody in the company knows that I'm taking the Saturday or the Monday. Right. But there's one day a week that's put aside just to, to reconnect with myself, reconnect with my family. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, this is something I find super interesting to hear from people. Is how, how did you grow up and how did that influence you to become the person you are? Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> um, we moved a lot. And in fact, I think um, by the age of 15, we'd moved like 37 times already. So it, I was, there's definitely gypsy in the soul. Um, not that I wanted to, but it was um, at a very, very young age, I had to become strong and independent. <clears throat> and um, I think that even though, you know, uh, we as adults could look back and say, oh, that wasn't fair. I didn't have the best childhood. 
I, I do know that as a direct result of the way I was brought up, it gave me all the tools that I needed to be who I am today. So I've got, there's uh, five siblings. Five siblings. Five siblings. I am the middle child, or what they call the bridge over troubled waters. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, and it's, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, growing up in the age that we grew up in, um, I actually, it created in me a lot of stuff that I know as an adult I never wanted to do. So as a result, I've become, I believe, an amazing parent because I had the yardstick of what not to do. And um, it gave me some really awesome tools. So I love the relationship that I have with my, with my family. Both of my parents now have passed. And um, yeah, so... It was a challenge, but it gave me good. It gave me great tools. So how how was the age range? You were the, the bridge over troubled water. How, how old was the youngest and the oldest? Um, the oldest, um, we were. There was twelve years span. My sister and I, um, Angela, she is um, just ten months older than me. So a lot of people think we were twins. And um, Angela also works for the company. And um, she's amazing. She's 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 my rock. You do whole family really. Close oh, very very close. The work, work Ab absolutely, yeah, very much. And so. I did have the pleasure to meet one of your sons the other day uh, oh, for Canada yes. Day. So I, did, I yes. can I can see that there's a very loving dynamic going on. Yeah, absolutely. For, for him so to close. want to work with you and want to bring you to yes. places like. Oh, I'm totally grooming him to take over World Trade. Just so you know. <laughs> You might hear that now that you said it. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, here's another question for you. These are these are buzzwords that are coming up in our society more and more. Um, body, mind, and spirit. And how do you take care of your own body, mind, and spirit? <clears throat> body is exercise and eating healthy like organic um, I know that people say organic is too expensive and all this but if everybody in the world ate organic it wouldn't be so but just really being conscious of what you put in your mouth because it, it not only feeds your body but it feeds your mind um, and um, spirit for me is um, the meditating just listening to um, your body and your mind when it needs rest or when it needs to be connected to Mother Earth, the universe. Um, that's that's what it means. Just be conscious, living consciously. I get it. Yeah. So you meditate? I do. That's part of your morning yeah. routine. Is that um, the walking well, meditation? You know what? I actually do a writing meditation. I, it's my journaling. So to me, that actually, um, and it's interesting because when I journal, sometimes that gets all the negative stuff out of the way. The negative thoughts. This, this is going on. This is going on. And then after I write it all down, that I transform. This is what this could mean. This is what. So um, I don't remember who Oprah had interviewed, by the way, which I absolutely love. Um, Oprah's uh, Super Soul Sunday. Love all these amazing people that she interviewed. By the way, that's a goal to be interviewed by her one day. 
I did have an opportunity to uh, be on her show once, which was lovely, which is really exciting. But I now I need to have a sit down and do a one on one. Nice. Let's make that happen. Yeah, let's make that happen. And so yeah, so when I have my coffee, then I meditate, think about what I want to do, um, and then it's in my evenings when I journal. I also do a gratitude journal. I believe that every night before you go to bed, you should write down one to five things that you're grateful for for the day. And if you find out, if you, or sorry, if you if you start that practice, you actually live your day in gratitude because you're looking for things to be grateful for. Constantly, you're walking around going, oh, look at that flower. Oh, my goodness. You know, and sometimes you're grateful just that the day ended. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those days, you know, but it's just, um, the more, the more grateful you are, it's shocking, the more gratitude and things show up in your life that you get to be grateful for. It's huge. Yeah, that's a big one. I, um, I like gratitude practice and I, I actually, I really appreciate you, um, being that honest and being that, that frank about it. We all have days where we're like, oh, I'm glad this day is over. Yeah. And, um, it's certainly part of this, this movement towards happiness as the state of being um, I feel like can be mistaken for fun is the state of being that's, that's searched for so mm -hmm. what do you find happiness in how does happiness resonate for you in your life um, happiness resonates for me um, being around family my two dogs really just sometimes looking at them makes me laugh um, just yeah it's I, by the way, laughter absolutely is the best medicine. It is finding opportunities to be with people that um, light you up and inspire you that are a contribution to you on this planet. Um, that's happiness. It's just Whether it's my, my girlfriend, um, you know, my girlfriends that I get to spend time with, um, just cherishing them and that's happiness to me is doing what you want when you want and even that is is doing world tree that's happiness I get I get to do this every single day yeah and I get to have a huge contribution to society like I think I'm really lucky <laughs> right well we're lucky to have you to share, you. share this with the world so you mentioned Tony Robbins you mentioned Oprah Winfrey um, who else are people that influence your journey um, in that way oh yeah both of those were huge for me um, Oprah really influenced to who she is um, and Tony Robbins was probably the biggest one for me just as I was thinking about launching World Free and his book um, Awaken the Giant Within he had no idea what he was doing he he gave me that book to read. <laughs> so um, it's an awesome book. Um, they, those were just my two. I can't think of anybody else that had any bigger influence on me. I did have an opportunity throughout World Tree's career. Um, Morley Safer from 60 Minutes um, did a documentary on World Tree, um, which was really quite a fun um, and surprising in a funny way on how I ended up ha having that happen. Um, he called the office one day and my assistant Josh, who has a, a Kramer energy, okay, he came bounding into my office and was like, Morley Safer's on the phone, Morley Safer's on the phone, and I didn't know who Morley Safer was. Like, I knew the name, but yeah. I didn't quite know who it was. 
And so I, I'm chatting with this guy on the phone, and he's a um, young lady. It sounds like you've got something really interesting here. Um, my he says, I have a company called the American Environmental Review that focuses on companies that are helping our world and our environment. And um, they, sh they shared your company with me. And quite honestly, he says, it sounds like a scam. He said, any tree that grows this big and what you're doing, he says, so I want you to know. He says, I'm going to research you. And if it's a scam, I plan on exposing you. And if it's not a scam, he says, then I'll do a documentary. And I remember looking at my assistant, Josh, and I, I mouthed to him, who is this? And then he looked at me and put up six fingers and went 60 minutes. And then I just said, I am not talking to that man for this long. I don't care who he is. And then Josh said, the program. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's 60 minutes. Stay on the line for 60 minutes. <laughs> and so, um, needless to say, it was awesome. He did a documentary on World Tree. So there's, there's you know, those moments over time. Um that are exciting. Actually, yeah. Angela right now um, is in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. She is doing the build for Habitat for Humanity with uh, Jimmy Carter and Rosman Carter. Oh, wow. They have a 15-acre empress plantation themselves, and every year Jimmy Carter go. cuts down a tree and and um, makes something out of the empress wood. By the way, I brought a piece of wood for you to check out. Hey, and glad. yes, and um, uh, I guess Garth Brooks and his wife Trisha Yearwood is there as well and Angela got a picture yesterday so we're starting to get some celebrities that we're starting to talk to so if there's any celebrities out there um, that get to hear this and they'd like to talk to World Free I'd love it be in touch with us yeah amazing um, I'm incredibly inspired in this conversation something that I, um, I haven't shared on this podcast yet is how this name um, Green Planet Blue Planet came to be and it resonates so strongly with the, the mission that you're up to for, for World Tree and for me it is a couple of years ago I had I had a like a vision almost something that mm -hmm. happened in the more ecstatic realm of my existence and in, in, in didn't make any logical sense and I saw I saw our precious planet we live on in in my inner mind and I, I saw it mainly blue and green which which are obviously the colors of planet earth um but what i saw was i saw a, a like a blanket of green covering all the continents so opposing to the trend of us taking down the old growth forests and us like heating up and the water levels rising what i saw was us actually creating not just a sustainable planet but a thriving planet on which we deliberately grow mm -hmm. empress trees hemp bamboo all of all those, those fast-growing plants that we can use for building for food for fabric for clothing um and can actually run an economy on in a, in a sustainable fashion. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that vision. And that's what I believe. When that gets inputted, mm -hmm. is that the right word? <laughs> when that gets inputted into your I'll brain, count, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason it showed up for you. Like, I love your vision. Back when you were talking, I, I got goosebumps. So 
it's like when you see that, it means that um, it's and the fact that you actually um, actually started to do something about it. So many people get those visions and ideas, and they sit and think about it, and then it, it looks like hard work. You know, as they say, well, it can be, right? Yeah. Well, and 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 by the way, it is. It is. And but it's also very fulfilling. So yeah. I love your vision, and that is exactly it. We need to be able to to turn around um, what we're doing and just your vision. There's that's that's the future. You're seeing the future that you get to live into. Well, I think we have a shared vision there, you and I, Wendy. Absolutely. Let me ask you this: If you had an apprentice in your field, and it sounds like you have a lot of apprentices around you already, what would you tell them? What would you pass on to them? Like, if, if there were three lessons, what would you share with them? I um, and and you're right. I do. I have some amazing. I have the best team ever, and um, teamwork really, really, really does make the dream work. So if you've got a vision and a dream, um, just gather them. Gather them. I'm a firm believer. Second thing, the quickest way to the top is to take everybody with you. Okay, um, and communication, talking, communicating, expressing. When you've got your apprentices, um, there's always going to be breakdowns. Because by the way, we're human, <laughs> and we're just um, we're sort of programmed that way to have breakdowns. Um, and breakdowns in a sense, this isn't working. So just always being um, open to um, talking and communicating and sharing what's going on for you right now mm -hmm. and know that you're in a safe space with a whole bunch of people that have the same vision that you get to be vulnerable and real and then the other one is just it's it's love the third thing is just just love each other wow. just love each other and when you love each other miraculous things happen you know that's love yeah. communication and teamwork yes those are three incredibly strong values mm -hmm. i love hearing that um yeah, more, more of that. Yes, definitely more of that. And you know, if anybody it, wants to learn from Wendy, <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> well, what are you reading right now? Are you reading any books at the moment? Oh yes, I am. Um, it's the uh, the Green Money Revolution by um, Joel Solomon. Oh my God, it is absolutely the best. I think everybody, just like every, oh, that's what I would do with all my, that money. Everybody would get a tree and they would get Joel's book <laughs> to read, to, to see that there really is, you know, um, $100 trillion is going to change hands in the next 30 years. And who we give that money to is going to be responsible for the planet. So it's so important to know that you've got to put your um, money where your heart lives, which is what I like to say. And um, when you buy something, and even in your stocks and your bonds and stuff like that, if you're putting your money into places that are destroying our planet for the greater good, it's not the greater good. So really be careful and say, you know what, I'm going to invest my money, but I'm going to invest it in something that actually is good. Got it, yeah. And what was the last book before Joel Solomon's uh, The Green Money Revolution? 
Um, the, um, oh, my mind is spacing right now right. on what the last one was. Or, or, or uh, Ni- Naomi Klein. Naomi Klein. Yes. And I don't have the title. Well, we'll, 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 put, that, we'll put that in the show notes afterwards. <laughs> okay. That's all right. But clearly, though, we have to read The Green Money Revolution. Oh, you, it, it really is. It, it is. It is. That yeah, really. yeah. Wonderful. Um, you mentioned him a couple times. So you're, uh, he, he is a social change maker. He um, is. Certainly someone that I, I want to interview on this podcast. He okay. founded, co-founded something called Holly Hawk. Yes. Um, I think his wife initiated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How did you get to meet him? Um, actually, it was um, just a little over a month ago. I went to a, a CEO conference uh, with 11 other CEOs and um, and Joel and spent five days at Holly Hawk just being um, in his presence, um, all supporting each other in different um, aspects of our businesses. And um, it, it was actually sharing my project inside that um, environment that Joel sort of got himself, you know, lit up, inspired, and we just sort of looked at each other and went, wow, we are so on the same page. And so didn't even remotely get that this type of um, a connection would be made. Mm-hmm. And But when people hear about what we're doing and who they are, yeah. when people are um, synergistically connected, it, you know, you can move mountains. So that's how. Yeah. Well, Wendy, there's one more question. I want to ask you, and this is my favorite question. Uh oh. <laughs> it has, for me, it has to do with what I shared earlier with you with this green planet, this blue planet I see. Yes. Um, we live on. So the question, the question goes like this: If we had a 200-year vision, and we being humanity, so if humanity had a 200-year vision of planet Earth, how would yours look like? Oh. Um, we. We would no longer um, uh, depend on fossil fuels. Um, we would be a society where uh, no one is starving to death. Um, we would be um, really just all loving each other, supporting each other. There wouldn't be poverty. And um, the earth would be um, our Garden of Eden that we actually all get to be together here and um, supporting um, this beautiful planet that we get to call home. And it really the you know love love each other and um, protecting our oceans and our forests it would be beautiful that's the vision so sort of like yours <laughs> yeah so, sort of like mine yeah all blue and green yeah wow well that was a very very powerful time spent for myself thank you so much for sharing your story and how it came to be and, and how you're making change for anybody who's interested um, I'll, I'll put the, the links in the show notes um, please be in touch either myself or Wendy to know more about World Tree thank you for your time thank you is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience um, well just Julian thank you today for giving me the opportunity to to share um, World Tree with the world and um, in our carbon offset program um, our website is uh, World Tree COP so World WorldTreeCop.com and I'd love for you to share it with your family and friends and let's um, let's make the world a better place. 
Well, on that note, that's uh, so be it. Thank you. So be it. Thank you very much. Bye.